privilege I can have on my birthday is to speak. Amen. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, sorry. (laughs) Praise God, I feel so blessed. Father, we just give you glory this morning. There is just no one like you. And I thank you this morning that we live in our country, that we can freely gather today to declare your name, to gather together in faith and strength. Father, to be fueled for your purpose and for your calling. And Lord God, I just thank you. Have your way today. Have your way. I thank you. You are on the move. Holy Spirit, have your way through my words. And I just give everything all for the glory of your most precious name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Just high five the person next to you and say, I'm so glad I'm sitting next to you. All the introverts just went, yay! (laughs) I love it. I love it. Praise God. This morning we're beginning a new series called the Beyond Series. It's really focusing on our Christian walk and how we live beyond a Sunday experience, how we take Jesus into our Monday to Saturday. Um, We're looking at Ask, Think, imagine, act. And so over the next few weeks, you'll hear this. And this morning, we're sitting on the word ask. We heard an amazing message on it at worship gathering. Was anyone at worship gathering? And Pastor John Cameron spoke about it, which I just thought was phenomenal, knowing that we were heading here as a church family. So this morning, I'm going to read from Ephesians 3.20. If you're following, you know, your Bible and grab your notebooks and Let's really press into this together. This is one of the chapters in the Word that is probably one of our favorites as a church family. I know for me personally, thank you, team. Sorry. I was just thinking you're going to stay and play for the whole thing. Would have loved it, but give them a hand. They're amazing. (laughs) Ephesians 3.20 and... I'm going to speak it to you from the NIV, and then I'm going to read a little bit from the Passion Translation. And I want you to remember this morning about these powerful words. They were um, written from the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. And I want you to remember that while Paul is encouraging the church, as he is encouraging us today, Paul was writing these words from prison. And every time I think about that, I see these words with a whole new strength and power, knowing that it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that you can write something so wonderful that we are still gleaning from today while in prison. So Ephesians 3.20, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and high and long and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church. Everyone said amen. Amen. 
and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. I'll read it from the Passion. It says, Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate And far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. I love this. Never doubt. Never doubt. Never doubt God's mighty work, power to work in you and accomplish all of this. For he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. And everybody said, Amen. (laughs) So when I imagine myself in Paul's place, in chains, writing of the wonderful love of the Father, I begin to understand that his life in Christ is so rich in freedom, like so glorious in the spirit, that he may have been in prison, he may have been in chains, but there was no prison in him. Absolutely no sense of him being held back or tied back. And all he wanted to do, because he had first, from first-hand experience seen the power of God and the love of God at work in his own life, his own faith was not circumstance-dependent. And I think this is a massive lesson that we um, learn from Paul's life this morning. He reminds us that more than we could ask for, not just the things you ask for, but more than you could ask for or more than you could possibly imagine is the Father's heart towards you. It's so powerful. And I love that in verse 19, he says, the love of Christ goes beyond what we can know and the power of God goes over us beyond what we can think. So it's like when God's love meets God's power in the heart of a believer Right there, we see the glory of God, the love of God and the power of God at work in your life. Right there, the word says, to God be the glory. There is so much promise in this scripture. There are so many scriptures on asking God, on asking him, stepping out of our comfort zone and asking him to meet our requests. Paul is saying, he, he will way outdo anything you could ask. But isn't it interesting? Somewhere in us, we still hold back from that um, ability to ask without reservation, to ask without fear of consequence. I think of a child, you know, when a child runs and jumps, <laughs> hoping that his father is going to be there in front of him. And the child runs and jumps without any hesitation, knowing that the father is going to be there to catch them. That's like the perfect picture 
of the trust that is in this relationship, how much Paul understood that his father would always be there to catch him. When you understand the love of the father, we begin to understand the power that is locked within these scriptures to ask God and keep on asking God. In John 15, verse 7, it says, If you remain in me and my words in you, ask, ask, whatever you wish, ask, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. It's not about making us all wonderful. It's all about the Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. We see God's heart again and again. He's not a God who wants to withhold. He's not a God who is a tease. He is not a God who is making life tough for you. He is saying, in the waiting, trust me. Trust me, but keep on asking. I will display my love and my power in your life. And together, we display the glory of God. The word ask in the Greek is a word called A-T-O, which is A-I-T-E-O. And it's a word used to address a superior. It's how you would address someone that you need to bring respect to. But also within that word, it actually means being adamant in requests, expecting answer with a full expectation to receive a full expectation to receive what was requested. Interesting. How do we approach God? Do we approach him with a full expectation? Do we approach him like this child leaping, knowing that he will catch us? Do we approach him with fear and trepidation? When studying these scriptures, I just found so many times People, ordinary people like you and I, asking our extraordinary God to do the impossible. People who we may assume didn't have much faith, but the Bible said you only need a mustard seed, so they're good. From Mark chapter 9, there's a father in there who has a sick child, and he cries out to Jesus and says, help me, I believe. And then he goes, oh, help me in my unbelief. He like, Please heal my child. I believe. And then he realized, actually, I don't think I do. Please, God, heal my child. Help me in my unbelief. And then the word says, and Jesus healed the child. Mark chapter 9. What about Hannah asking for a child? Asking, 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 asking. Continually. Every year, can you imagine her just going up to the temple with no child? And yet there was a moment. When she asked God one more time and God came through. What about the five sisters of Zelophadid or however you say it? <laughs> Zelophadid, Zelophadont, it's a dad joke. Um, <laughs> the five sisters who their father had passed and because there was no man in the family, their inheritance because of the law wasn't going to them. But these girls, because they knew the love of their father and that he would have wanted them to have their inheritance, they stood before Moses 
and said, give us our inheritance. This inheritance belongs to us. They went against the law. And then Moses took it to the Lord. And the Lord said, give the girls their inheritance. They asked. They asked. So many times we don't receive because we don't ask. I wrote here, I have learned that if I don't ask, then it's going to be a definite no. Right? Bible says you have not because you ask not. People say, why doesn't God help me? Have you asked? Have you asked? I'm not sure how you go with asking God for anything. (laughs) I know in myself, I have struggled over the years with the thought that I could freely come to a most holy God and ask him for anything. But Romans 8, it says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? And he who did not spare his son, but delivered him over for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? He is for us. He is not against us. My wrestle with asking God was my wrestle with receiving I don't know what your wrestle is with asking God. But see, this is the heart of God toward us all. He's not against us. And he wants to give things into our hands. But all things is not necessarily what we think all things might be. God is not a genie granting wishes. I always say God is not a magician. He is a builder. He is a builder of lives. And he's definitely a God who has designed each of us with purpose. The beautiful thing is, as we learn to yield in an even deeper way to God's love for us, back to Ephesians 3.20, I pray that you would understand how great the love of God is, Paul's saying in prison. How great the love of God is. He's so good. He is so good. And when we get to that place of yielding, it's amazing how when we ask in prayer, because asking is prayer, it's conversation with God. And when you start to understand the love of the Father toward us, it's amazing how our prayers change and we willingly submit our dreams and our plans and our ways and my great idea, we willingly submit them to God, so that we start to walk in sync with his rhythm rather than asking God to simply bless my plans, bless my great idea. It's no problem to ask him. Just keep yielding your great ideas. They're probably all from him. Sometimes, though, we need to yield and listen to the voice of God. As he says, just a little bit this way, maybe a little bit that way. So a few things. The first thing around asking, really simple. I've written, ask in faith. Ask in faith. I remember once someone told me that I had blind faith and they meant it as an insult. They're like, you, you're crazy. You're not thinking realistically. You've got blind faith. But I took it as a compliment. 
It's kind of the way I'm wired. I'm a half full girl. So I went blind faith. Actually, I'd rather live with blind faith. I'd rather live knowing that my God who has come through a million times will come through again. I want to live as someone with faith. Ask in faith. Do you know you grow in faith as you exercise your faith? Give your faith a job. Come on, there's no good believing for nothing, doing nothing and going, I've got no faith. Give your faith a job. Step out. We become more resolute in our understanding of the goodness of God as we start to step out in faith and believe God for the things that maybe even weeks ago you would never have dared believe for. Martin Luther, his definition of faith really just comes straight from 1 Corinthians 15. He said, faith is a living, unshakable confidence. Say it with me, a living, unshakable confidence. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, beloved ones. I love that. Again, the Father saying, just firstly, remember, I love you. You're my beloved. Stand firm. Be secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. So we build our faith in God's character as we learn to stand upon his word with an unshakable confidence. An unshakable confidence. What is it that you need unshakable confidence in? Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to be standing on the word of God as we build our faith. If you build your faith on your own ability, you are standing on the shaky ground of self. And my friend, it will always never be enough. It will never be enough. But when you immerse yourselves in scripture and like Ephesians 3.20 the realization of the Father's love, and we start to understand how willing God is to meet our every desire. He is willing. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will what? He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you. I I cannot even begin to tell you, even for us being on the coast, how years and years ago, like we would come to the coast every holiday. We would come, we would drive around. We had a studio here. We love the coast. And I remember us saying, would it be amazing if? Never in our wildest dreams did we think that one day we would have the privilege of being able to live and serve here. Yet delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you. We didn't even ask for it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you. Luke eleven nine. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find, knock. 
The door will be open. Everyone who asks, receives. Not pastors who ask, receive. Worship leaders who ask, receive. Elders who ask, receive. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone. Which of you fathers, if your son asked for a fish, would you give him a snake? I'm not going to say anything because I actually do know a couple of people who would do that just to be funny. (laughs) Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. I do have a funny scorpion story, but maybe I should move on. I'll tell you. Um, (laughs) It's my birthday. I can tell you. So I was in Mexico and anyway, came home, opened my suitcase and out jumped a scorpion. The small ones, the ones that kill you. (laughs) Yes, so apparently in the hotel there was a scorpion. Anyway, so he travelled back in my suitcase, very stoic scorpion. Well, I thought it would be fantastic for my girls to take it to show and tell. So I put it in a bottle, as you do. Girls, you're going to have the best news today. Here we go. Take your scorpion to school. To which I got a call from immigration. (laughs) I got into so much trouble. But I still said to the girls, you still had the coolest news, right? The coolest news there. So I had to come and dispose of it. Blah, blah, blah. It was still awesome. And praise the Lord, it didn't bite anybody. The lid was on tight. Don't worry. It's all good. Anyway. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, thank you, (laughs) how much more will your Father in heaven ask the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ask him. Ask. See, knowing God's heart first, go back to the love of the Father, knowing God's heart should give you courage to ask. Immerse yourself in words of life. Do a word study on asking. Put things up in your, on your fridge door. Write things up in your home. What does the word say about asking? Not just cute, inspiring words from someone that something rhymed and made you feel good. No, 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 no. Words of life from the heart of God himself. These are the words that are alive and will breathe life into you as you ask. So my first thing was just ask in faith. Have faith, even the tiniest bit of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but with the tiniest bit of faith. It pleases God. So ask in faith. My second thing is this. Have you stopped asking? It's a question. I was praying with a friend once around something she'd been asking God for, and all of a sudden she she just kind of had this light bulb moment, and she said, when did I stop asking? I don't even realize that I stopped asking. I wrote it down. I have stopped asking. It's just been so long. I thought God wasn't listening and wasn't going to answer me. I think we've all been there. Times when you feel like heaven is quiet. And does God really hear me? Sometimes when the answer is taking a long time. And what happens then if we keep going to our feelings 
We tend to quieten down our prayers. We settle for where we're at. We, we stop believing. And we close off our hearts to hope and expectation to find an emotional and spiritual level that is maybe a little bit more comfortable to live with. Sometimes we get stuck in the groove of unbelief. You know, we have an old record player. Young people, I can tell you what it is later. Anyone had an old record player? Chloe found one on the side of the road years ago, and so we grabbed it and had it restored, and it's fantastic. And Mark pulled out all these old albums, and he's playing all of this stuff that no one's ever heard of, but we loved it. But you know, when the needle gets stuck in a groove... And you hear the same little piece of song out of temp, like it's not in perfect tempo and it's like drives you all insane and it's just in that groove and around it until someone shifts the needle and gets it on the new track. And you see, church, this is what can happen to us when we get stuck in a groove of unbelief. Our language changes, we settle. We, we don't make the beautiful music that our lives were meant to make. Hope, hope is our confident expectation. Confident expectation. And I challenge you today that to rise up in hope and to start asking again, when did you stop asking? What seems too hard? What feels too long? What just feels overwhelming? Can I encourage you today? Keep asking. Have you got a child that's been away from God for a long time and is making poor decisions? And it's hard on your heart to keep asking. This morning, I feel like God's just sent me to say, keep asking. Remember, if we don't ask, if we don't ask, you have not because you ask not. Keep asking. Fire it up again. I challenged someone a few weeks ago about asking God for something and she said, oh no, I couldn't ask God for that. I should just be happy with what I have. I don't want to jinx what I have. But then I took a step back and thought about it and I thought, actually, that is how many people live. People in Christ, it's often how we live. I should be really thankful. And, and you know, there is a part of that that is true. Learning to be content, content where we are, but that is different from then sitting down in unbelief and not walking toward the promises of God for your life. You can be content while you wait. Be content while you wait for a new breakthrough in Jesus' name. If you need a job, ask. Come on, if you haven't had a job for years, and it's too hard. Ask. Stir it up again. If you're looking for a life partner and you're too embarrassed and you're just, it's too hard. And it's like, ask. Stir it up again. You need friends. Ask God. You need help. Ask God. I was talking to one of um, the guys in our Gosford campus um, this week and he was telling me how he met an old man who was obviously suffering and this guy from Gossie went and talked to him and worked out that he was living in a home with dirt floors and water running through his house like a literal river. 
this man was very sick and Phil went to him and said, can I help you? And he said, I don't need your help. Beautifully, Phil just pushed back and said, "Uh, yes, you do. (laughs) But you know, isn't it funny? Sometimes it's our pride or that I can do this myself and I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this position, so I don't want to tell anybody and I don't want to tell God either. So I'm just going to dig my heels in and suffer my way through. Well, what does the word of God say? Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, life in all its fullness. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Ephesians 3 reminds us that he is able. He is able. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or think. You know, sometimes we don't ask because we feel like it's selfish, but he's like, you can't ask, um, you can't out-ask me. Does it make sense? You can't out-ask me. He's like, even if you ask for the wildest things, you still can't ask because I am ready to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask. So why don't we ask? Come on, family. We've got a city outside here that we are all planted in, and we need to ask for our city. We've got neighbors and friends and family that we need to ask God for. Expect the miraculous. Ask, ask, ask. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. Ask. Number three. Now, some of you might think this is a bit Pentecostal of me to say this, so I'm going for it. (laughs) The third one is this, and team, you can come. Believe you have received it. Remember when we were growing up, I remember saying, people saying, believe and receive and all that, and I used to think, oh, man, seriously, pipe down. It's just all a bit random. The older I get... I'm starting to understand more the scriptures, like Mark 9, 23, when Jesus said, if you can believe, if you can believe, then all things are possible to those who believe. Believe and receive. I'll tell you this, in leading worship, I am never surprised when I hear of miracles taking place as the Holy Spirit is moving, never surprised when I see people encountering God and are being really um, recalibrated in the midst of that moment. And I'll tell you why. It's not because I'm arrogant. It's because I've seen it. Not in the natural. I see it. I see it in every time we gather. I'm seeing people who are bound by all sorts of things that have held them bound for generations, literally being made free. I see people's ears opening with full clarity of of hearing. I, I see people in their wheelchairs getting up and dancing before the Lord. I see it. So when I open my eyes, I'm not waiting to see it. I've already seen it in the spirit. I've seen it. I see it again and again. Matthew 8.13 says, As you have believed, let it be done for you. Pastor Joseph Prince wrote this about the woman with the issue of blood. He said, For 12 years she had gone from one doctor to another, trying everything. She not only grew worse, 
but also ended up losing all of her money to those doctors. But then something happened. She heard about Jesus in Mark 5, 27. And then she started to believe that he would heal her. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. It wasn't like if, if, if only I could touch his clothes, then I will. It was like, I believe it and I'm going to see it. If I can touch his clothes, I will, she said, be made well. And acting on her belief, she made her way to Jesus and touched his garment. And immediately, the word says, her bleeding stopped. And, and she was healed. See, this morning, I want to challenge you. If you are having trouble with belief, you know, when I say believe it and then receive it. If you're having trouble with believing it, and I know that actually happens to a lot of people, ask God to help you with your unbelief. Ask. Ask that God would come and help shift your understanding. Ask that He would give you a revelation, a new revelation of belief. I've come to realize the older I get that whatever you are believing for, it comes into your spirit before it comes into your life. That's faith. It's a spirit walk. It's not a flesh walk. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you've received it and you will have it. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than that. And when we are walking and yielding to the Father and you're like, I don't want to pray it because it's not, the, I don't know if it's the will of God. That's, God will sort that out. God will sort it out. Our job is to come and believe, to come and yield, to come accept His love, to come and receive the fullness of Him and then go on the journey and ask, 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 ask. God has prepared great things for you, not just the person next to you. And as we pray and as we talk to Him, our hearts are positioned to hear what the Spirit is saying. You know, this morning on the way to church, I literally, I was praying and then an ask came out of my spirit, a personal ask, and I kind of yelled it. I was thinking, oh, I hope I don't scare people. But I asked for something and I, it, it came out of my spirit, man. And, and I see it and I believe it. And now I'm going to wait in confident expectation for God to do what is in my spirit. When I think about our greater gospel building, a lighthouse for our community, we're not begging. We believe it and we see it in Jesus' name. We believe it and we see it. When I pray for my family, I believe we have received certain things. And so in the waiting, I wait with confident expectation. Last week, Mark and I in the morning prayed for something in particular last Thursday. By Thursday night, last Tuesday, by Tuesday night, that thing had come to pass. And I'm like, what? We were rejoicing. He rang me and said, you need to sit down. But you know, there are other things that I've been believing for, just in case you're like, well, it's okay for you. You're the pastor. I just kind of heard that. Um, <laughs> other things I have believing for for years have not come to pass, but I still see them. The Spirit of God keeps reminding me and the fuel of His presence 
gives me strength to stand while in the waiting I wait. In the waiting we wait. King David said, in the waiting we waited with confident expectation. When believing today for seeing people in this room healed, when Paul was praying, I saw it. We're not praying with fingers crossed. We see it and we believe it and we expect it in Jesus' name. So I want to remind you today to build your life on His hope. It's who He is. And you know, if you say, find yourself going, why doesn't God do something for me? That's not fair. You know, self-pity and manipulation, emotional manipulation, they don't move the heart of God. They've never moved the heart of God. If you think of yourself as a parent, when your children come to you like that, do you reward that behavior? No. You're like, get your attitude right, and then we might have a conversation about this. You know, God is not moved by emotional blackmail. He is moved by people who seek Him and yield and come before Him and yield themselves to Him. Accept His love. And from that place, from that place, we just keep declaring and believing and seeing and expecting. And so the word for you this morning is ask and keep on asking. What have you put down that you need to Pull back up again in your prayer life. What is it? What is it? And I hope this doesn't make you nervous, but (laughs) this year I've been praying Jabez's prayer again. I'm just praying it again. I remember a few years ago when we started praying it and it was amazing in our church family and I'm praying it again. You know, Jabez's name, it means sorrow. His mother called him sorrow because of the great pains that happened to her while she was birthing him. Imagine that wherever you walk around. Hey, sorrow. Welcome to church, sorrow. Every time anything was declared over Jabez, he was reminded of everything he is not. Everything that his mother... His mother had so much pain that she allowed her son to carry the pain for the whole of his life. That's a lot of pain. That's a lot of emotional stuff going on there. But in the end, in 1 Chronicles 4, Jabez, Mr. Sorrow, cries out and asks. He goes past all of honouring his mother. I'll honour my mother with my name called Sorrow because that's what she named me. No, no matter what people have put on you, I want to tell you today that is your past. God is saying, come to him today with a new ask. Jabez says, Oh God, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, your hand be with me, keep me from harm, so I will be free from pain. Amen. It's a big ask. And God, it's simply, I love God. And God granted his request. Jabez had the guts to ask. He asked out of his past and he asked into his future. And that is what God is declaring over you today. Ask me, just 
ask me. Be bold and ask me. You're not walking in the promises of God because you're not asking. There is so much more. You can't out-ask God. So we're going to ask this morning that your unbelief, if you're struggling with that, turns to belief. And if any of these are you, just stand to your feet while I say them, all right? Be brave. Unbelief turns to belief. Maybe there's something that's just been going on so long, you've got unbelief. God bless you, friend. Yes. Salvation for your household. If that's you, stand up. Favour and influence in your business. If that's you, stand up. Healing in your body. Healing in your emotions. If that's you, stand up. Protection for your children. You're worried about your children, stand up. Ministry released in your life, come on, stand up. Believe, ask, start to ask God. I believe someone is asking God for a greater job opportunity. Stand to your feet and start to ask. Come on, start to ask. Don't be quiet. Get that gutsiness of Jabez on you this morning. I'm praying for our church. Come on, I'm praying for our church. Pray with me that we would be a church known by the presence of God and not known by all the things that we do, but known by His presence and power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, right now, right now in Your mighty name, I thank You for every person who stood in faith this morning. And I thank You that You will grant them the things they are asking. Father God, we don't understand your timing, but I know in the waiting, they are going to praise you. In the waiting, they are going to worship. In the waiting, they're going to dig their wells in you, Father. I thank you this morning that nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too hard for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ask, we ask. Do you know what? Just while, if everyone could stand, that would be awesome. One of the most beautiful asks is when the Word of God says that Jesus stands on the, at the door of your heart. And he's just, He's asking to come in. And the Word of God says all you need to do is answer the knock and ask Him in. Invite him in. It's it's like the greatest ask. Jesus asks. He says, I want to give you eternal life. You don't have to worry about where am I going when this life is over because your eternity is secure. He says, I'll set you free from every sin. Your sins are covered by my blood, by my body. Your healing is, is absolutely done because of his broken body. Your purpose is secure in Him. He just says, ask me in this morning. I don't know who there is in this place, but I know if you want to just raise your hand so I can see you, I'm going to pray with you this morning right where you're seated. I see you up the back there. Amen. Who else is there this morning? Family, keep praying. Come on, keep praying. There's people this morning. Amen. I see you there, beautiful lady. Who else is there this morning? Come on, church. Keep praying for our beautiful family this morning. Who's saying yes to Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those with your hands raised and those who are opening your hearts to Him this morning, just repeat after me Dear Lord Jesus, today I ask you 
to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I turn from living life my own way. And with all that I am, I say yes to living life your way. I am now a Christian. Christ is alive in me. Amen and amen. Can we give God praise this morning? that that thing be cast out of those households in Jesus' name, never to return in Jesus' name. We ask, we thank you, God, for you are faithful. You are faithful in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give our God praise this morning. Thanks. 